0: The saying goes that in major cities around the world, many of those never go to sleep and I I reckon you could say the same for many bookkeepers and bookkeeping here in Australia. Welcome to the ICB News Channel. Uh, It's the month of September 2023 and we're going to try and bring you up to date with all of the breaking news and relevant things that are happening in the bookkeeping space here in Australia as we all struggle to get sleep and get through all the, the heavy hitting of bookkeeping. My name is Rob Marshall, and I am the Support and Resources Manager for the ICB. And whilst we're usually joined by the uh, the Dapper ICB Executive Director Matthew Addison, he's currently uh, enjoying a break, a holiday in the Bahamas or maybe the Cayman Islands. I'm not really sure where he is right now, but uh, uh, Matthew's having a break, and we're very lucky to be joining us or to have joining us today. Another regular on our podcast, the ICB newsletter editor, Simone Emmett. Welcome to the ICB News Channel, Simone. Thanks, Rob.
1: Lovely to
0: be here again. Great to have you back. And uh, we do wish Matthew well on his holiday, wherever that may be. Um, And, uh, well, I think we do know, but we're going to keep it quiet so he can enjoy himself. Um, but, uh, yeah, great to have you again, Simone, and uh, another fabulous newsletter and set of news items that are breaking around Australia in bookkeeping right now that uh, you've poured over for the last month that we are about to dive into. Well, yeah, it's been
1: a busy month, so lots to get through.
0: Another busy month, yes. As I said, uh, it feels as though we uh, never really go to sleep in the world of bookkeeping, do we? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, before we start, also, I just want to encourage everybody tuning in today um, to hang in there because later in today's episode, very shortly, uh, a very, very special uh, addition to the ICB News Channel, we've managed to uh, secure uh, an interview I've done with an amazing lady a lady called Donna McGeorge, who's originally from the Gold Coast, now uh, I think based somewhere around Melbourne. She is the author of an, a book that is absolutely racing up the charts here in Australia at the moment. It's called The Chat GPT Revolution. Uh, I've read it from cover to cover covered her back, whatever the saying is. I don't know what the saying is, but uh, I've read I've read it, Simone, twice now. Uh, it is a ripping book and I'd encourage everybody to hang around to the back end of this episode of the ICB News Channel to uh, hear Donna talk about the rise and rise of AI here in Australia and how it impacts specifically on bookkeepers um, and some really, really, really good tips on how to harness AI and in particular ChatGPT. So hang in there for that. But let's dive into the August newsletter that's just been released and uh, lots to talk about there. So all of this is available to our members and uh, our students and non-members via our website www.icb.org.au. Uh, Also always recommend that you scroll to the bottom of the homepage of our website and you can see um, most of what we're about to talk about in news item format so you can read it as you go. Uh, The first thing we want to just touch on is uh, an article that actually I've written. Uh, I don't write a lot of articles for the newsletter, Simone, but... uh, uh, you managed to twist my arm on this one. And, uh, I did, I did, yes. <laughs> hopefully it's come up all right for our members and, and those reading it. We've done a summation. We've just been through a, a difficult season, a season that happens once a year, the end of financial year. And uh, so working alongside our friends at the Australian Tax Office, I've managed to compile a number of... Things that uh, we can reflect on with single-touch payroll finalisation that happened uh, in the back end of June and into July. And uh, what we've done is just captured and addressed the number of the issues that have cropped up um, this year, this year being the first year where single-touch payroll phase two kicked in. And certainly there are a, a few things there for us to be aware of as bookkeepers, whether that be bookkeepers, bookkeepers, on a professional basis or in employment and business owners listening in, I'd recommend you go and have a look at that. It's also on our website, icb.org.au, for you to, I reckon, maybe just consider printing off and put, you might even just put it in the, the top of the cupboard or the drawer in your office um, and and put a flag next to it to grab out before next year because uh, it's a reflection on this year, but it will certainly assist you through the process of single-touch payroll finalisation next year, we believe. Um, So a new resource there. And talking of new resources, um, Simone, we've got quite a number that have been added to the ICB Resource Library of recent times, and we're going to talk about a couple of those right now. Recipient-created tax invoices, certainly something that has been at times polarising for business owners to try and work through um, and I guess probably one of the, the, uh, the vexing questions is, can a business owner create a recipient-created create, create a tax invoice themselves? And there's been a few changes in that of recent times. A new ruling um, that uh, I'll let you unpack in a moment um, has, has brought about a change to the limited range there was of businesses who could create um, RCTIs, as we call them, which predominantly in the past were agricultural products, government-related entities and certain GST recipients over a, a value, uh, over a dollar value. So I guess the program has expanded, but Simone, maybe can you give us a little bit of a better understanding of, of what has now unfolded and what can be done with RCTIs? Well, the main change is that it's...
1: Opened up to basically recipient and supplier, need, both need to be registered for GST to be able to issue um, an RCTI. They also have to have all the records have to have right ABNs and business names, um, and a supplier and a recipient need to agree in writing that this is a formal contract between the two of them. So, information on this exact wording on this template is available via the ATO resources and through ICB as well. Um, but they, these requirements need to be met um, and just to also make sure that when you are doing an RCT item, look up, ABN look up, just to make sure that, that that particular supplier or recipient is registered for GST.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's that's the key takeout, it appears, and that seems to be the major change of the new ruling. Um, but as you've said um, good idea for anybody who's still a little bit unsure on this to, to get deeper into the article that you've written around this and is available on our website as well, not just through the newsletter. So maybe just quickly, when, can you give us a little bit of a summation of, of a few points of when an RCTI is actually valid?
1: Um, for it to be valid, it has to contain all the requirements of a tax invoice, but it also has to show that it's an RCTI and not a standard invoice. So you'll yeah. show that by having the words recipient created tax invoice on the document, the ABN of both the purchaser and the recipient, um, and also the date, um, a brief description of all the goods. It's actually quite a bit that you need to do, so it would be worthwhile going to our our news item and our resource that's been updated on www.icb.org.au and having a good look at that resource.
0: Spot on, absolutely spot on. There is a bit to take in there. Um, but I guess the main call out again is that there has been a shift in in. Suppliers who can provide an RCTI, so at minimum, go and make yourself aware of what those changes are, so that you are across that in your everyday space of dealing with sales and suppliers. I suppose is the is the call out there, Simone. As mentioned, there's that's just one of a number of resources that um, the ICB has spent. The team has spent quite a bit of time making sure has been updated. But just a, a quick summary of some others that you um, may want to be aware of um, as you listen in and you're tapping into resources, especially our members who get uh, privileged access to many of these amazing resources. So, uh, some resources that have had uh, quite a bit of considerable touching up and work done on them include the superannuation guarantee charge, always a, uh, a vexing. Uh, scenario for bookkeepers to deal with on a, a daily basis. Simone, we we get a lot of calls through to the ICB each year around the termination process. And of course, we roll out our termination workshops on a regular basis over the last decade on at various times that have been highly popular. So we've done a lot of work to update the termination 2024 edition of our resources around that, motor vehicles and GST, Commission-only employees, the sharing economy um, and, in particular, accommodation, car allowances and reimbursements, property, the property bookkeeping checklist is one that um, some may want to have a look at because of some changes there, and the daily travel allowance for 2024, just to mention a few that have come into play and have had some updating work on. Well done to the team in particular. who have spent a lot of time, including yourself, Simone, on making sure that those are up to date. Let's keep going through some of the other key breaking news items from our... uh Hard-hitting newsletter there, Simone. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've got an article. This is, is this is quite a serious one, actually. Um, we might uh, take the tone down a bit, but uh, age, agents must be compliant with tax and the debt owed to the ATO. That's something that is built into the DNA of most bookkeepers and most, um, oh, well, those who are BAS agents and tax agents, the requirements around um, debt owed to the ATO. Sadly, there's been a, a, a scenario recently where a, uh, a particular bookkeeper um, has been, I think, no, it may have been a tax agent. I'm not sure. I'll get you to clarify that in a moment, Simone. But uh, an agent has had their registration taken off them by the TPB for some misleading information provided to the ATO around debt. Do you want to just give us a little bit more understanding of that one, Simone? Simone?
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. So this, this particular person was a tax agent and had their registration removed by the Tax Practitioners Board um, basically for not keeping up with their significant debts with the ATO. Um, from the recent cases is BAS agents failing to manage their own tax obligations and not understanding and neglecting their own tax responsibilities yeah. is, is really important for, for BAS agents and bookkeepers alike to keep up to date.
0: Yes, yeah. We're all aware of the requirements, um, especially for those who have come through the last 10 years of the, the um, tax, the agent regime, in particular, those of us listening in who are BAS agents. And, um, you know, from time to time, I've, I've heard some commentary about, oh, you know, are different ones getting away, uh, getting away with this or that or the other thing. Um, the reality is that there is a uh, a tribunal process and uh, the Tax Practitioners Board uh, are very, very um, harsh on those who have clearly, you know, rorted the system, I guess you could say, if that's, that's a fair word to use. Um, and there's an article that explains that and it would be... Uh, be well worth having a look at just so that you're aware of of how seriously the TPP in particular take these sort of situations. The next thing that we're going to just talk about, again, that vexing conversation around SG or uh, superannuation guarantee charge. Um, BAS agents can provide, as we know, a range of, of services in relation to the superannuation guarantee charge. Do you want to um, sort of give us a little bit of an update there in the article that you've written, Simone, around um, supporting clients with their interactions with the ATO?
1: Yep, certainly. I think we also we wanted to draw attention to the fact that BAS agents can provide a range of services with a super guarantee chart and it's important that they know that and support their clients. And when contacting the ATO about it, it's important to to have all your details in front of you so that you've got your letter of engagement and all your authorities in front of you so that the ATO are aware that you've got authority to act on behalf of that client.
0: And I think that's really um, something that we wanted to, like you say, emphasise and call out again is that not just the acknowledgement or knowledge that as um, agents we can deal with the SGC with our clients, but also we need to make sure that our clients are across what we're doing and uh, be able to demonstrate that we have authorisation on that. So again, another article that uh, goes a lot deeper than what you and I can discuss in five minutes on a a podcast, but uh, we encourage those to that are tuning in to go and have a look on our website and also through our newsletter opportunities to have a little bit more read of that. We've spent um, quite a bit of time um, since, as early as March this year, addressing uh, a real deepening problem and issue that is occurring in the in the marketplace right now, and that is the increase, sadly, of small businesses dealing with debt. And um, in particular, the lens we've put on is around a bookkeeper's approach to assisting a business in financial trouble. Um, we spoke extensively uh, during our conference round in March around that and uh, we've decided that we can't let that one go. It's it's sadly not necessarily getting any better. What we're trying to do is offer up the opportunity for business owners to be able to know that they can deal with a bookkeeper and have some assistance via a bookkeeper that may help them through this difficult time as they manage debt Um Simone, do you want to give just a little bit of a summary of, of what we've done in the last few months in particular around this and, and certainly the article that's in the August newsletter?
1: Yes, we've been working very closely with um, the ATO and Hamilton Murphy Advisory, um, who are specialists in restructuring corporate insolvency and bankruptcy. We've done a fantastic webinar with them and the ATO that just goes through everything that you need to know about how to approach dealing with a business that's in financial difficulties and how to guide them through that process. Um, the webinar is great to listen to and the article sort of backs it up a little bit with yeah. some of the resources that you need to help.
0: Yes, yes. So the article is there but we'd really encourage um, especially our members who perhaps didn't tune into that recent webinar. Uh, I think we held that back in early, early August from memory, um, Simone. That's it's right, available. early August. Yeah, early August. So um, go to our uh, website, icb.org.au. Members can log in and be able to, uh, at their own leisure, re-watch that um, tech webinar that we ran. We had um, the the, the team from Hamilton Murphy uh, on the website who uh, did a great job answering some specific scenarios and cases around some uh, small businesses that have come into financial trouble recently and I guess the encouraging bit is to hear how Hamilton Murphy have been able to work with the bookkeeper in that instance to be able to get some really positive and significant results out the back end of that but we also had the uh, the team the the amazing team from the ATO on that particular tech, tech webinar and we dived into as we have done previously and I keep really encouraging, business owners and bookkeepers to um, check out the uh, ATO's cash flow coaching kit. Um, and again, in this particular edition of the newsletter, we have emphasised some of the key um, things to uh, to look at when using that particular cash flow coaching kit. Simone, do you want to just give us maybe some of the four or five of the main uh, kickstart conversations that that um, cash flow coaching kit can provide?
1: Certainly. Yeah, the cash flow kit's fantastic. It, it, it It puts a lens on a business through a health check. It has 10 questions to build an understanding of the health of the business and identify potential gaps. You've got discover topics that you can go through that are key cash flow concepts, really helpful. Cash flow canvas, which is a visual tool to help understand how cash flows through the business. Change levers is a really important one. The small things that you can change within a business to prompt more cash in, less cash out and an action checklist, which is really helpful for the bookkeeper to have knowing going forward and also having an understanding of insolvency to work out what they can do with a with client and build on their existing knowledge and introduce new concepts and positive behavioural change. It's a really great tool.
0: Yeah, no, great summary, Simone. That's exactly um, What the tech webinar and the guys um, emphasised a lot, those change levers, the ATO team really um, showed the power of those change levers. So, again, um, members in particular, go and uh, check out that tech webinar if you didn't have have the chance to view it, or even if you did view it, you might want to go back and have a look. That's the beauty of uh, on demand, Simone. Um, And the benefits of conducting sessions, talking this cash flow coaching kit, the cash flow coaching kit with your clients. I think you'll find immensely valuable, not only uh, for your client, but also for you, for you as a uh, professional bookkeeper um, trying to work and assist businesses who, at times, sadly do struggle with this and um, and and can end up badly if uh, if we're not on top of it, Simone. But. Uh, Simone, that's where we're going to leave this part of uh, today's ICB newsletter. No, sorry, newsletter, news channel podcast. We're talking newsletter, of course. Um, thank you for joining us today. And thank uh, you, Rob. As always, um, your uh, your work is very much appreciated, and uh, another fantastic newsletter.
1: Thanks again, Rob. I love working on the newsletter. It's, it's fantastic and I, I really hope that more members engage with it and read it because we're just increasing the content and hoping you, you all have a chance to, to have a look at it.
0: Go and check it out, folks, uh, www.icb.org.au. But I really encourage you to hang on now as we um, have a wonderful conversation with an amazing lady who is... Uh, Setting uh, Australia on fire with a book, uh, The Chat GPT Revolution. Hang in now as we have a chat um, with Donna McGeorge. I am extremely excited and thrilled to have joining us Donna McGeorge, who is the author of a book that is selling literally like hotcakes right now here in Australia called The Chat GPT Revolution. How to Simplify Your Work and Life Admin with AI. Donna McGeorge, thank you for joining us today on the ICB News Channel podcast.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Rob. I appreciate it.
0: Donna, uh, I've got to admit right here, right now, I, I literally um, am a bit of a groupie of yours. I have uh, got, jumped on the Donna McGeorge uh, bandwagon of books and Obviously, chat, GPT, AI, it's a topic that's hot in the marketplace, it's hot in the business world and already there is an understanding it's, it's playing an impact in the bookkeeping world across Australia. So, uh, your, your time with us today is hugely valuable and we want to thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Before we get too deep on the book in particular. Um, well, we'll segue into that as well. Tell it, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, and then maybe why. Why would somebody like you? And I'm not uh, saying <laughs> <laughs> that in a derogatory way. I hope, but why would somebody like you write a book about Chat, chat GPT?
2: I reckon that's a really legitimate question, Rob. I mean, <laughs> you could have even said, you know, what's a middle-aged lady that lives on the Gold <laughs> case doing writing a book about um, G, Chat GPT or AI? So, just to kind of put it into perspective for your for your listeners, I I'm not actually an AI expert. What I am is um, I'm considered. I feel like this needs an echo. A global global global. I'm a global authority <laughs> in productivity. I've right. written three other best selling books around how you organise your world a bit be better. And I know that um, uh, bookkeepers would love it because one's called 25 Minute Meetings. The other's called The First Two Hours, which is all about how we structure our day to be more and the last one is called the one-day refund. How do we get time back You know, so we can spend it on, on more important things in our lives other than just work? And so uh, I look back in January this year, I um, saw all this noise about ChatGPT and I said, oh, I better have a look at this just in case there's something in there for productivity. So I get in and have a bit of a look and oh my God, it was love at first sight. And so I, um, I rang my sister who, we are in similar industries. So she, she does e-learning in her, in her world. And so I said, you've got to get onto this. This is going to change our lives around how we produce e-learning or just learning content. So we then got yakking about it. And then it's one of those classic things. She told someone who told someone who told someone whose brother's sister-in-law's cousin three times removed is a journalist <laughs> with one of the mainstream papers so I get a call saying, would I be willing to help him write an article on how to use ChatGPT around the house? And I went, sure. And so I immediately looked up how to use ChatGPT. Um, I asked Charlie, I called Charlie ChatGPT. I asked Charlie, how do you help people around the house? And so I told the journalist that we had a good old laugh, did an article. Ended up in all the papers with a big old photograph. And <laughs> um, then my book publisher rang me on the Monday and said, hey, I saw the article. We think you are a trusted voice in productivity and we think you will lend credibility to this topic. Uh, would you be willing to write a book? And by the way, we need it in three weeks. And so wow. here we wow. are.
0: Wow, three weeks! Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we'll just uh, pump out something that nobody's ever written much about before in three weeks. Uh, you know, oh, that's amazing.
2: Well, but that's the value of it, right? So, my books normally—I um, normally have about a twelve-week. Like by the time they I sign a contract with my publisher to give me a manuscript, is usually about twelve weeks. This one yep. was three weeks to sign a contract oh. to get a manuscript. So if anyone's now listening, oh, she probably used chat GPT to write the book, you'd be dead on. Why wouldn't I? Because it's walking the top. And so what that shows me, shows me anyway, is something that used to take so much longer happening happened really quickly. Now, now I'm going to throw the question back to you, Rob, because I'm going to say, mm. did it feel like it was written by a robot?
0: No, and I am so glad you've asked me this. Now, I've... We, we've, we're sort of getting into our dance move very quickly here, and uh, there's a lot, lot happening already. I'll call out the fact that I would never reference a middle-aged lady um, from the Gold Coast <laughs> just it's quietly. All right. You know, I, I, we, we've got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of um, listeners online now who uh, would know that Rob Marshall would. Oh, but wouldn't Rob. Be that yeah, the reason I say
2: it is, <laughs> it's such a futurist. You know, lots of people think of futurists as much younger. It's technology, Spot not on. usually associated with someone like me. I'm yeah, happy if no. you would have a photo of me so that they
0: fit into the context. <laughs> 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 Very good. Um, we, yeah. Look, th- there is there is so many things that are happening right now that. Um, I- bookkeepers in particular are trying to unpack. And this is is clearly one of them, as you've referenced. Um, and can I call out, I've been wanting to write a book about my own life and it's taken 55 years, which is about my age right now. So to write, pump something out like this in three weeks or whatever you did it is simply amazing. Um, but it is, it is a, a crucial piece of the jigsaw for bookkeepers moving forward. There's no issue about that. Um, and... There is an understanding that starting to grow within our community. Can you just, first of all, let's strip it back. Can you explain to us what is ChatGPT? What is it? Right. In a nutshell.
2: In simple terms. In simple terms. Look, I think the easiest way is I describe it as a librarian that has read every piece of written material ever published anywhere books, um, studies at universities, newspapers, depending on how much of your life you put online, it'll be blogs, websites, anything that is in the written word, it has got access to. This librarian has read everything. And not only that, it remembers and references and can summarise and pull together you know, really great pieces of content from that. So imagine you had that librarian at your disposal and you could say to it any time, can you help me write this? And it would pull from a wealth of information to help you do exactly that. So I think that's the easiest way to to describe it.
0: I I love that and that that explanation. I heard another one that that you've kind of referenced as well. It was probably in your book because I've read it two or three times now. And that is that it's like, a computer staring into all the white noise that are out is out there on this planet that nobody else has got time to stare at, and then from that white noise noise emerges a response that That's a it. response to a question, yeah. and it's it's it is still such early days for many of us to try and get our head around that, and I guess the thing that a lot of people are trying to to untap with this or unwrap is probably a better word is. What's the difference between using, say, Chat GPT and Google? Mm. Can you can you use Oh, us I have a lot to say a- about
2: that. Again, yes. probably a bit of a metaphor. Um, so the first uh, cars that were produced, motor vehicles that were produced, had a steering apparatus that that was reminiscent of holding the reins like just to steer horses because that was the frame that people knew. And yep. it wasn't until eight years later that they put steering wheels. Um, on cars because people were so set about how they thought moving vehicles would be about. It took them a while to realise that the steering wheel, and the steering wheel completely revolutionised the car so much so we could not ever imagine not having a steering wheel, right? And so I think the difference for me is if you approach ChatGPT the way you're approaching Google, it's like you're using, you know, reins to steer the horse. It's a completely yeah. different mindset. So what – because you don't – if you think about Google, you don't have a conversation with Google. You just say, Mm. hey, can you give me – where in Paris could I get – give me a list of restaurants or something like that. Now, Google's good at that, but it's probably going to take you to whatever websites have pumped themselves up, so probably TripAdvisor, something like that.
0: Yeah. But when you
2: go to Charlie, it quite literally in one go will give you a list and then it'll even say something nice at the bottom like – I hope you enjoy your meals while you're in Paris, you know. <laughs> um, and so this is where you get into a conversation. So it gives you a list and then you go, oh, sorry, can you make them vegetarian? Oh, sorry, can you make them vegan? Right? And you can yes. be much more specific and get a really pretty accurate list of restaurants in Paris much quicker. Like it's it's nanoseconds quicker.
0: Nanoseconds. I, and. We'll get into a little bit more about the different types of chat GPT in a moment because there are, the evolution of that is happening even as we blink. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, I guess, again, just stripping the, the whole chat GPT conversation back, there, there's definitely some amazing good. But there's also some bad and some ugly about ChatGPT and and we won't go into too much depth because we're encouraging our listeners to consider going down to Dimmicks or wherever it might be and, and purchasing the ChatGPT revolution or uh, some other way that you may be able to suggest uh, at the back end of this. Um, but certainly you, you delve into that in your book and you look at... The the good, the bad and the ugly. Yeah. Um so the good the good stands out. But there's some bad and ugly. Do you want to touch on that for a moment?
2: Yeah. Look, I think, you know, um <clears throat> so the, the 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 ugliest thing, probably the bad or ugliest thing that it does is something called hallucinating. Yeah. And so because it's being trained on data around the world, you know, it's it's the classic rubbish in, rubbish out kind of model that if someone has put a bit of rubbish out in the world, it's possible ChatGPT has, the technical attorneys scraped that data into its, um, into its model. And so it, it does get confused with something. So the things that I find it gets most confused with are things like um, uh, references. So if I'm writing an article and I say, give me a reference for that. Like if I say research suggests that bookkeepers in Australia, blah, 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 it's get, I, want, I want to know what that reference is you yes. know what, nearly every single time it stuffs that up. So I've got to yeah. go looking uh, back to Google for that. Google is awesome for finding up-to-date references on a very specific article, right? Yes. Um, the other thing I think it does is, it, you know, it could it be used for evil? Yeah, yes. No different than any other technologies being used for evil. But, you know, I'm. you can't see this, those you are listening, but I'm holding up a pen right now. And, you know, the whole pen is mightier than the sword thing. I can be just, you know, it can be damaging with a pen or not, right? So it's the same kind of thing. Normal, you know, um, law-abiding citizens uh, are going to be okay. It's just the criminals now have a slightly more sophisticated way of making the emails sound even more like the Commonwealth Bank or the tax office or whatever. So we've just got to be a bit more vigilant around that, I think. Um, Yeah
0: so that that's part of the, part of the book that really intrigued me uh, and really got me in is is how you describe at great length how you have that conversation with the bot so as you said you know Google we're so used to googling it's in our vernacular we we basically just say we google this we google that but it's it's not really a um, it's not it's not a conversation; it's a one-way one-way transaction. If we're talking bookkeeping speak, um, but with with ChatGPT and the other alliterations that are starting to emerge now, there's Bard and one or two others that are starting to really impact. Um, it is it, the key to it is as I've learned from your book how you approach talking, and the word you use is prompting the conversation that you're having. Can, can you give us a few examples of that? Uh, I've I've sort of um, empowered what you put in your book and it, it it makes a huge difference a massive difference but do you want to explain that to our listeners?
2: Sure so now now I want to change and I've been giving you lots of metaphors today now I want to shift my metaphor and I want to say it's like I have an eager intern sitting next to me and so they're eager in that they're just so willing to please so no matter what you ask it it will give you something and sometimes my eager intern, hallucinates, right? So I've just got to be a bit watchful of that. <laughs> and so any time I get stuck or just about anything, I go to my um, eager intern to help me. And so I do treat it like I'm having a bit of a conversation. So I'll say, um, hey, um, I'm, I'll just use, I, I, I was, not now, but I was going to be travelling to Europe at the end of the year and I was getting a lot of help with that. So I'd say, hey, I'm travelling to Europe at the end of the year and then on the way back I'm stopping in Singapore. So that's too zones and um, weather, two weather zones. Mm -hmm. And so I Mm said, I'm travelling through two weather zones, can you give me a list of um, things that I should be thinking about packing for a four-week trip? And it comes back with a beautiful list. And I go, great, thanks. Actually, I'm two weeks in Europe, one week in um, Singapore, and I want to take the minimum. Can you do it again? And so I think the gorgeous thing about ChatGPT is, and this is where it's different to perhaps an eager engine, is you can't hurt its feelings. So yeah. you, can't, you, 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 can, you can just say to it, no, that didn't work, try again. Um, okay, yeah. here's a bit more context, try again. And so the prompts that we give it, the quality of the prompts becomes really important, which is no different to the quality of the instructions we would give an eager intern, right? Yes. So the better yes. off our instructions and the context and the framing we give them, and you're right, we used to say we're going to Google something, now we're prompting right? And that's yes. not my word, that's the word, that's the, the word yeah. right, for it. Yep. Um, yep. and so we would say, okay, what's so if I'm getting rubbish, the first thing I it's not Chat GPT's fault, it's probably the quality of the prompts. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I I immediately went and put some of uh, what you've uh, written about prompts into action. I, I asked Chat GPT to explain um, how to best improve, those that are listening in know that I'm uh, heavily involved in cricket. So I put in, explained to me um, how best to improve my bowling but as a five-year-old and it gave me an explanation and then I asked it to explain how to improve my bowling in cricket as an experienced player playing pro cricket and the responses were phenomenally different and yet amazingly accurate because I'm a junior coach as well. So it right. explained it in the way I would explain it to a five-year-old versus how I would hope it's explained to, to me who's played a, a reasonable level of cricket in the past. So I think that's the prompt thing.
2: But this is so important though, right? So this, this is like you know enough about cricket to know that what you got back was good. Mm. Um, so you could use it, and I talk about this in the book as well, you could use it to do meal plan. So just say you, you've got some friends coming over and one of them is a celiac, and you know that means yep. you've got to reduce the amount of gluten that you're doing. So you can go to Charlie and say, give me a fancy dinner party menu, including recipes, three courses that would absolutely impress someone but doesn't take that long to cook, and yep. is gluten-free because one of the guests is a celiac. And so he will give me all of that. But because I'm not a celiac and I don't know what good gluten-free looks like, I'd, I'd be reluctant to rely on Charlie for that. I'd want my yes. – I'd go to someone and say, hey, this is the red menu. This is the, the stuff they're talking about. Is that really – because I know I've got mates who are celiacs, right, and that can make them really crook. So I'd ever yeah. want to do that. But if you – know, if, I don't know anything about rocket science, so there's no point asking it about that. But gee, I know a lot about productivity – and your audience knows a lot about bookkeeping. So when you mm. stay in your swim lane with it, it's genius.
0: And I guess therein lies the, the caution, isn't there? Exactly what you've just said. The, the importance to understand that as much as the hype is around at the moment and there's heaps of it, there needs to be some caution when it comes to Chat GPT. And in your book, you are uh, quite clearly going you know, to spell out even the differences between the free version, currently, I think 3.5, yep. versus yep. 4. Yep. Um, The way I kind of understood it was that the analogy you used was that 3.5 is like all the grains of sand that are on a beach here in Western Australia versus all the grains of sand that are on every beach everywhere in the world. That's the difference between 3.5 and 4. So what I'm going to get back sometimes is information about grains of sands that, are only specific to Western Australia, but in actual fact I've asked about, you know, sand in, in Brazil or something right. like that, you know. So. And, and,
2: and the other thing you'll find is because GPT-4 just has a much bigger data set, technical language, but it's slower. Yes. So it's a bit yes. more accurate and has a lot more information in it and for a little while it was connected to the internet, but they've turned that off at the moment. So it meant that it could it, it could give you more of that more uh, reliable or accurate references, um, but I gotta say, and just in case anyone's thinking, you know, do I want to pay or whatever? I'm going to say no. The actual free version is faster and sufficient, and provided you're not putting in, you know, you're not going to put in private information. No one's going to do that. The, the same way with everything else, but um, and you check check the accuracy of stuff. Three three point five is just fine.
0: Yes, absolutely, and therein lies the other caution. Um, private information. Just go and have a chat to Samsung and see how that worked out for them. Oh, hey. So, uh, yeah, let's um, let's be let's be careful on on on, uh, on on a lot of that side of things. The the pro the the plus side, the side that, as uh, I think uh, you've explained, and, and certainly I've tried to in my time of um, getting my head inside it and explaining this to bookkeepers. A bit like the steering wheel, it's here. We, we can avoid it and try to pretend it's not here if we want to, but it, it is here. So when we talk about harnessing the, the powers of chat, but GPT in particular, can you give us maybe the key points from your perspective of how chat GPT could impact positively on a bookkeeper?
2: Absolutely. So you never have to be stuck again. So I don't know about you, but certainly in my world, I'll often sit here and I'll think I'm I'm writing an email to someone or I'm putting a document together. I'm writing a report. I'm doing a proposal, a quote, whatever it might be. And I'm like, I just just don't know how to start it. And so I go straight to ChatGPT and give it some context in the prompt. I'm writing an email to a group of, maybe you're doing some marketing, to a group of small business owners in the building industry to try and attract a few more clients around the positive benefits of using me as your bookkeeper. Um, and now if you give enough information about you, I am, you know, I'm yes. Rob and I've been in it for 25 years. or However, whatever your details are in there, then it will write you some good content. Now, just again, it's shameless. It'll make you sound like a hero and a legend, Rob, when, <laughs> when you write. Right. So I, I do like that because we're not real good at writing about ourselves. But for me, it's any time you're stuck ask. Imagine there was someone sitting next to you and you're saying, hey, what's another word for committed that isn't committed? And so I go straight to Charlie and say, Ram. give me another word for, give me 10, give me, give me 10 other words that also then committed that start with the letter P if I'm wanting to do something with alliteration, right? So anytime I'm stuck. Um, and, and I think that's been the real, the real gold for me is I have it permanently open next to me, And I just go, like, I've got to to send an email to a client maybe that um, didn't like an aspect of something that I did, but I want to defend myself because I think what I did was right, but I want to maintain the relationship and I want to write with empathy. How do you even begin to craft that? Over to Charlie.
0: And and Donna, I've I've got to call it out. When you and I first connected to have a chat recently, I said to you, are you sure you're not a bookkeeper? Because that, that that's how you the, the book has been written. It feels like it was almost written for bookkeepers and I know you had some praise for your bookkeeper. You're not a bookkeeper, but you had some praise for your bookkeeper that uh, looks after you, which will resonate well with the book uh, the many multitudes who are tuning in right now because they're predominantly bookkeepers, of course. Um, but you, you, you nailed it. That I've, I've got a very active bookkeeping practice. And the two examples that I can give of where I've used ChatGPT in the last two weeks alone or three weeks alone, uh, I sat and I did a quote for a client on setting up, sending out to our services and uh, provision of accounting software But there were some aspects of the quote that I wanted to, you know, sort of guard through the form of a disclaimer at the bottom of the quote. And I knew the words in my head. I'm pretty good with words, but I couldn't stitch them together. So I went into Charlie, as you call it, ChatGPT, and I just went, I'm a bookkeeper writing a quote for a client. Um, This is what it's about. Da-da-da, gave it plenty of emphasis around what the quote was about. I need a disclaimer. I know. In literally seconds. And I looked at it and I went, I don't have to change a word of that. Mm -hmm. That is exactly how Rob Marshall would have written it if Rob Marshall's brain could have got it into the sentence that I wanted it to be. It was perfect. And then the second example was, similar to what you've just said, um we recently had to make a a difficult phone call to a difficult client and myself and and my pa sort of had a bit of a chat about how we would approach that call and we couldn't sort of arrive on a perfect way of doing that so we put it into chat gpt and the response we both sat there and went that's not the script but that's what we need to talk that's exactly how we need to position it and you know what? It diffused the conversation almost immediately when we jumped on the phone. So it was – it those sort of examples I think is what you've brought out in this book. I don't think there's bias around particular other softwares or AIs that are in the marketplace or whatever. You're just simply calling out how you can harness this thing and use it for your best productivity.
2: Do you know, look – You've just hit the nail on the head around what it's so useful for. So there's, there's lots of reasons why I reckon it's not going away. So, you're, so you, you might be, maybe you're listening to this and you're thinking, I haven't even looked at it yet. I'm going to say, well, take a look at it because you're missing yeah. out. So we're still yep. a little bit on the early adoption part of the curve when it comes to adopting stuff. We're still on the, the mass that adopts early and we haven't yet got to the laggards uh, with it yet. Um, but, you know, uh, I think it's a game changer around literacy there's a really yeah. cool story about a young man whose business was being held back because he had dyslexia and he was too shy to write emails because he just didn't trust his spelling and his grammar. And so he uses Charlie to help with that. Um, you know, I think in at school, this is a literacy game changer. I know there's a lot of negativity around kids won't learn how to write essays, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but gee, all the kids who struggle to use that kind of method to demonstrate their knowledge or understanding and now got a big boost, right, because they can. You give it the exact same that you've just said, here's a bunch of prompts, here's a little bit of data, now help me. Um, And I did have a conversation with a mate of mine who's got a high school age kid and they said that, you know, it's actually teaching them good writing, not necessarily doing the homework for them. Um, And, of course, they're very lucky they've got a progressive teacher that's encouraging them to use it and coming and talking about how you used it, and what was the difference, and all of that. So, there's just there's just so much, and you know, just to finish off this kind of thought thing that's happening for me, just little things, even in your personal life, right? So, for me, I've got a you know, fifty five uh, year old sister in law. Yep. Uh, she likes uh, country and western music from the eighties. Uh, she also likes soaking in a tub. Um, give me 10 gift <laughs> ideas that cost me less than 50 bucks.
0: Uh, yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. Because I would wander oh, around great.
2: Maya for hours and I am not to like <laughs> doing vouchers, right? And so it gave me some great
0: ideas. Uh. Absolutely, yeah. I can see I can see that one being used almost as people are listening to it right now with a with a party they've got coming up this weekend, uh, Donna. That that's absolutely brilliant. We there there is so much we could unpack. Uh, you're an extremely busy lady, and I appreciate your time today. There there is a lot of caution when it comes to AI what your book looks at is predominantly the chat, as it's called, the chat GPT revolution. Obviously, some um, uh, key information about AI generally. Um, Where that lands, we've all got to be um, careful of and we've all got got, um, got to be across... This is a great starting point. The Chat GPT Revolution. Your book is is gold donner, in my opinion. Uh I grabbed it at a local store down in Busselton in Western Australia and and I couldn't put it down after I, I started reading it. So uh kudos to you and well done. and what you've done. I swear it was written in bookkeeping language. It feels like that. So um uh, how, how do people engage with Donna McGeorge moving forward if they like what they've heard today, and how can they uh, keep in touch with what you've done? I'll, I'll call out it again, call it out again as you did at the start. It's not the only book that you've written that may um, may be beneficial to to bookkeepers and and the sort of lives they um, that we live, which is. A lot more extensive but what a lot of people know, Donna, the 25-minute meeting is one of your books. The, I reckon we'd all kill for one of those. The first two hours and the one-day refund, which, again, just kind of you go, surely that's written by a bookkeeper. Come on. Um, so. <laughs>
2: Maybe I was a bookkeeper in a past life. Who knows?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how, how do people stay engaged with you?
2: Okay, the easiest way is my website, donnamcgeorge.com and I think it's com slash books gets you to all my books. I'm also going to send you through uh, a worksheet that I give people that just has a whole series of example prompts. So if you want to go play with it, a whole Brilliant. bunch of sample prompts for your personal life, a whole bunch of sample prompts for your business life. I'll also yep. send you through some links you can put in the show notes, links to where they can go buy the book. You can get it from my website or I'll give you a link. Yeah, you know, I like supporting Booktopia, a good Australian company. Um, and I've got a little mini course now. This came out um, when the book was released, and it's just a series of little webinars that I did. But there was some good conversation and some great ideas, and it just takes the sting, all the fear out of it, hearing others talk to me about it as well. So I'll give you a link to that in there as well.
0: That is brilliant. So check that out in the show notes of um, our podcast, folks. And if you're not too sure on that, I'll also make sure that we've got some information on our ICB, um, yeah, through our other ICB communication channels that um, most engage with. So we will stay connected with you, Donna, because um, you're, uh, you're an Aussie lady doing an amazing thing. Um, and uh, I think what you've created here, in particular with this particular book, is... Um, is uh, more than timely. It's essential to to many of us who uh, try and unpack this whole AI revolution and that that's what it is. Uh, I heard somebody somebody else say recently that they uh, equate it to basically almost like the second industrial revolution and it might have been Donna McGeorge that wrote that. I, I don't know. I'm reading <laughs> that much stuff about AI at the moment. So uh, it is really a, a crucial time in, in in history for business, for Uh, anything to do with business. And of course, a major component of that is the the incredible work that bookkeepers do inside every business that you can think of, whether that's a mum and dad business up to much bigger businesses as well. So, your book is a great tool for us to tap into. Thanks, Donna McGeorge, for joining us today on the ICB News Channel podcast.
2: Thanks for having me, Rob. It was great.